What is cracking, ladies and gentlemen? Yay. Probably mostly gentlemen. <laughs> this is podcast 56. Hey, hey. Spectators podcast. I'm Packy here with Q. What's up? Dags. What's up? Moti. Scooty. Uh, make sure you guys hit hit the hit the subscribe button, hit that bell if you're fucking with it. Hit the thumbs up if you're digging it. Uh, we're trying to get the we're trying to hit that 125. You know, really out here grinding. 125. One dollar and one quarter. Uh, per usual, if you hit the super chat and the live pod, um, Mo will take a peek at your questions, and if they're worthy, we may discuss. But we will read. So. Uh, if you listen to the last podcast, we got into the um, the Chuck E. Cheese debate, right? And and uh, the conspiracy theory behind their hot pies. Hot p- 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 and being the uh, the journalists that we are, <laughs> uh, we we decided to get one ourselves. Q stopped uh, on his way over here and grabbed a a hot pie from Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah, and we're gonna see we're gonna see how this thing looks. Hell yeah. So, uh, Mo, without further ado, <laughs> all right. Why don't or, or one of us? I don't give a shit. Right, doesn't matter. Probably Mo. No one's seen it yet. No yeah, one's no, seen no Mo. one's taking a look. That's some uh, cheese bread right there. You know what I'm saying? That's some crazy ass cereal we gonna talk about later. Oh, oh. <laughs> thought he almost dropped that. We beat. gotta have. We gotta unbox this. Yeah, on, as, on as a squad on camera. Here, let me see that. Yeah, shit. it's easy. It's easy. Give it to kids. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Hey, can y'all, y'all see this? Moment of truth. All right, you see the man on here? The, the mouse, the smouse. The man, the mouse, the legend. You ready? Yeah. Shit. Let's see this dumbass thing. This is stuffed crust pizza, by the way. That's a beautiful pie. Yeah, see, that looks, yeah, move that your looks good. For a there you go. Now, uh, now. That thing looks round as a bass. I love, I love stuffed crust. So I'm not mad at you getting stuffed crust. Yeah. It might have thrown off the experiment a bit because how many random stuffed crust pieces I got sitting around. I mean, look at that piece right there. It's like way the fuck off. Just that one. Yeah, it yeah, is that is weird. cut them all crazy. All the all the other ones look pretty good though. But it looks like a quality pie. And I will also say, how was the service? No, uh, go ahead. Go ahead. Like um, yo, and there was nobody in there, but. Guaranteed. <laughs> the girl recommended the stuffed crust. So I was like, okay, if you recommend something. Maybe because the other shit is. That's she what I'm saying. She like, saw you coming. <laughs> she listened to the podcast. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I called like earlier in the day and I'm like, so how do I get a pizza? Do I got to like play or do I got to like not call? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you could like order over the phone. You can. You got to go in there. Oh, word? Yeah. I didn't even know that. That's go in, I... order, and then wait. And that's enough to that's bring him down do. right there. Yeah, <laughs> shit looks fine. Though, I ain't gonna lie. Do a guy to like play? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's what I asked him to. Yeah. Well, yeah. Based off, based off this, there's only one piece that's on the floor. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's a skinny ass piece. <laughs> so we might um, need this. Yeah, get at it if you want. Um, yeah, do it. One bite challenge. <laughs> first things first from the yeah. from the weekend. Oh, you gonna you gonna do the one bite challenge? What the? Oh my god! You're a freako, dude. What? <laughs> what? <laughs> what that mouth do though? <laughs> dude, 
damn, I wasn't ready for that. <laughs> okay. Um, damn. Congratulations to uh, Michigan State basketball team. Hey, yeah, 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 yeah. Out here. Big Ten champs brought it home against the rivals, U of M, this Cassius, weekend. Big yep. Ten, plural of year. Yeah, we were lucky enough to be there. Shit was lit. You and Daz were there, right? Ammo. Ammo? And I was there. Dang, I was there you too, were huh? You were left out. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was it was crazy in there. Um but yeah, uh I think they just released Cassius got Big Ten Player of the Year, I think. Rightly yeah. rightly yep. so. The only other person that that could have been is Carson Edwards from Purdue, who is one passing a freaking jack, dude. Like he I think he shot less than forty percent. Yeah, he's just a hoister. Less than 40%? Yeah. From the field? Yeah, from the field. Wow. I, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah. But, yeah, uh, Matt Painter for Purdue got Coach of the Year, which apparently he has four Big Ten Coaches of the Year. Damn. Wow. Miss me with that. How I many does Izzo have? I don't know. Less than that. Is that, like, the most? I think it's it's top it's top three or four, I know, in, like, Big Ten history. Damn. Yeah, which is what's weird. Because, like, he's he's... He's a good coach. It just seems weird to have him there already. Like, I think he's probably been a coach for maybe like what 10, 11 years, something like that. I, I actually don't know that. I wouldn't have even have a clue. But he's been there for a minute. Yeah. Um. But I'm yeah, but they, had a good, they had a good season, and yeah, they weren't I mean, expected to. So I, I can't be mad at that. I think McQuay got first team all defense. I thought he wasn't even in the running. Would that change? Is that an old post? I maybe saw? for player, defensive player. Oh yeah, he was first team. Oh, got you, got you. Okay. Um. But yeah, great, great regular season from from the hoop squad. I gotta admit, as a state fan, when Ward and Langford went down, I Sketchy. I was like, good season, <laughs> you know. But they really they put it together, man. And now now they got my freaking hopes back up. Uh, like, saying Ward's gonna be back for the tourney too. That's uh, big, big ten tourney. That's big. So can't yeah. hurt. I mean, depth that that position is always helpful, especially yeah. in the down the stretch. Yeah, hope is some shit, ain't it? Really is. Yeah, but you need it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what the fuck else happened? Anything else crazy? Wait, wait, wait. What do you think about the pie, Dex? It was good. I'm right. That's how you get the calories in quick. <laughs> you gotta eat so much food before you get full. You have a 15 minute time window to get as many calories in as possible, and then you start feeling full. So anybody trying to gain those L's, that's how you do it. What's your assessment? It's straight. It's just. It's just cool. Yeah, I mean it wasn't. I mean, I like it as good as any other pie. I'm mm. Not mad about it at all. Lose crooked ass pepperoni. What the? F- <laughs> it's a straight pie. I don't know what all the fuss about. <laughs> a pie is a pie is a pie. Next time I'm getting kind of. No, that's absolutely false. I yeah, just, I just rolled <laughs> out the tongue, but yo, Jack's frozen is not. Those are like just dog shit drunk. I'll eat them because yeah, I'll eat hammer. like pretty much anything, but. Yeah, gross. Those are bottom of the barrel. Yeah, I mean, it's like literally a cracker with like pizza <laughs> toppings on it. So, Q, <laughs> have you tried your chicken and waffles cereal yet? Mm-mm. We got that, the box. I don't know about all that. Who's it by? Honey Bunches of Oats. That's fucking weird. I guess I could see that. Though. Honey Bunches of Waffles. <laughs> <laughs> wow, good one. Uh, yeah. So, <laughs> some of this shit's too... I'm putting this on top of your pizza. Too experimental. Roshik with the... Uh, Two dollar super chat. Real what says <laughs> Roshik? Roshik. Hey, Roshik. 
Roshik, uh, my dude. Salute. He says, tell Q, hi. Ooh. <laughs> Did he say, is Q or tell Q? <laughs> I mean. Either way, what uh, was good? How do we bro? know it's a guy? We don't. Yeah, hello, human. Because 95% of our fan base is guys. <laughs> so there's a chance. I just made the educated guess. <laughs> hey, shout out Jack Sherwood, my dude. Hey, he's watching Chicago. What's happening? All right, so do either one of you two ever listen to uh, Joe Rogan podcast? Yeah, well, uh, every once in a while. So, I never listened to one whole podcast. Yeah, they really the segment, and shit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, but earlier in the week or whenever it was, it feels like it was a while ago now, but it must have been earlier last week. Um, he had the Twitter CEO on Jack Dorsey, and I guess a little backstory for those that don't know, he had him on before that like a month before that or something and got a bunch of flack for not like pressing him on questions and stuff like that like he just kind of let him get some pc shit off and skirt Mm -hmm. through the interview without pressing on certain issues that he's that joe rogan has specifically talked about on his podcast before okay so people his fans expected him to be like no but what's good yeah and he didn't and then he like openly after that first interview rogan openly like apologized and was like you guys are right Mm -hmm. blah blah and Jack Dorsey volunteered to come back on Word. and do it again. So that's what happened this last week. And they both, it was funny because they both brought like somebody else in. Like Jack Dorsey brought basically his lawyer in, who, whatever she, she's, she, she's, she works at she's Twitter. She's at Twitter. Yeah. She's like the, at I forget Twitter, what her position was. Do you remember? It was mom? some long ass name, but basically yeah. she's the one that's essentially in charge of like getting Banning accounts. People. Yeah, getting yeah. accounts banned. Um, so he brought her and Joe Rogan brought this other guy, Tim Poole, um, who basically acted as like Joe's mouthpiece and like went at them on stuff. So even though Joe Rogan and Jack Dorsey were the names, it was like the other two kind of going at it. And it was like respectful and everything, but yeah. trying to get to the bottom of shit. And I don't know. I know you watched it, Mo. Um, I guess my, my main takeaway from it is just like it's it's scary. Yes. Agreed. It's scary how much like power these company these companies have, like Google, like Twitter, mm-hmm. um, just because we have accepted over the last however many years that these f- digital platforms, these social medias and stuff like that, are just they're going to be our lives, mm-hmm. and we have mm-hmm. so much shit out there on the internet, and they're in control of it. Yeah. And like one of the, like one of the things they said, which wasn't even one of the big issues or anything like that, but it mm-hmm. got brought up of like, do you can you guys see anybody's DMs? And they were like, basically, and I watched this like a week ago, so I don't remember every little thing, but she was basically like, only if we have reason to, only if somebody reports the DM. Okay, so if you That's were on the receiving said. end of a DM, you reported it, then they will. Bullshit, <laughs> yeah. Hell no, yo. But it's crazy. Like this podcast gets millions of views, like every single time that he goes live, and us, it, yep, us. <laughs> and uh, she's just like, that's a lie. That's just yeah. a straight, and everybody knows that's a lie. Yeah, isn't there a, a video out there like of somebody kind of undercover? Yeah, there's an undercover video of somebody having a meeting with a bunch of like programmers and stuff, and they're just like kicking back, having drinks, and but they work for Twitter, and it was verified that they did. Uh, verified. And, well, one of them, yeah, one of them was like, I've seen more 
dick pics and DMs than yeah. you'd than you'd ever want to see yeah. in a lifetime. Yeah. Like you're telling me on your platform you don't have access to yeah. something. Yeah, like, that's yeah. what I'm saying. Yeah. And okay. they're basically saying we have access like in not so many words, we have access to it, but we don't use it. Yeah. They were that's, like, that's never happened <laughs> right. in the history of like like yeah. humanity. Man, if you can insane. do it, you got people doing it. Now I'm sure you don't teach them to do it or tell them to do it. I mean, whatever, I get that like just the privacy factor is it's just crazy you know like how they can control that part's more scary to me is how they can influence and control things mm. like if they just didn't want one side <clears throat> of the story to get out for some reason that's the scariest then they could make that happen essentially and, and they talk about yeah. it. but i don't think the i don't give a fuck if somebody's reading my dms personally i'm not like selling bricks through Twitter yeah. DM and shit, you know, like, whereas if you are doing that and you get caught, you're an idiot for one. Yeah. Secondly, like, you should know that, yes, if you're fucking doing something that stupid, then there's well, I, a chance that you're going to. I totally agree with that. And not like, like I but said, that's afterward. not scary to me. Like, my life's not that interesting. Well, and like I said afterward, and I know you definitely are about that shit. And I think we all are is like, dude, especially when you're talking about social media stuff and DMs, like there's certain things I've probably texted people that like, I wouldn't want to go public and be a thing. Cause it's just whatever, yeah. but like DMs and social media usage and stuff like you got to just assume everything you do on that stuff is going to be like, could go out to the universe. Right. Yeah. Like, you kind of just yeah. got to operate. That way. Well, yeah. And you probably agreed to it. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. To, you know, yeah. Without even. <clears throat> yeah. And that's the thing at the end of the day is we, we all, it's kind of what I said at the beginning. We've all kind of signed up for this. Mm -hmm. Um, and, but we've gotten to a point where we need it, which is what's kind of weird. But I agree with you, and that was the eye-opening thing in listening to these interviews, is that it is crazy that you really do have these basically unelected officials who are the heads of these companies mm -hmm. deciding what you can is, say. what is prohibited and what's not. Right. And it's like, I do honestly think for the most part, obviously there's always bad actors, mm -hmm. but for the most part, I think they're trying to do the right thing. Mm -hmm. I don't deny that. I just think their right thing is different than other people's right thing. And that's a slippery slope when you're talking about something that's so powerful. Especially when it's not law. Yo, that right. that kind of reminds me of what we were talking about. I think it was last week um, or maybe it was a couple weeks ago when I was talking about how like, like um, heads of companies, just like we're talking about, on Twitter, this is like a person speaking for a company. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like that kind of thing where it's like, it's up to each human to decide like in their moral compass, what's, what's your fly, what yeah. shouldn't. And everyone has, everyone has a bias of some sort. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Everyone. Exactly. So it's like, man, anytime you give anyone that much power, <clears throat> it's scary because. Dude, I also didn't even realize, um, and I'm sure this is common knowledge, like they don't hide this or anything. I just didn't realize it till this is that you only get Twitter's attention if you if something gets reported. Right. Like that's the only way you could go tweet some crazy shit. Mm -hmm. And if nobody reports it, nothing happens, like nothing yeah, even potentially care. happens. Mm -hmm. Right. And so at least like the type of personality I am, that shit bugs me in and of itself. And I get maybe there's not a better way for them to do it, but. I'm not the personality that's going to report somebody's tweet, dude. Right. And it worries me that the people that are that personality mm -hmm. are like dictating who, who gets banned and who gets well, looked at and blah, blah, and blah. That, yeah. that was the whole point of the interview, though, is like, and that's what Joe Rogan is really against as far as the Twitter thing is. The reason why you have that is because the people that can't handle the different 
opinions and stuff like that are the ones running the platform mm-hmm. essentially when yeah. when it's done that way right because if you're only banning the people that get reported then you're only banning the people that one half of the the population is right. offended by right mm-hmm. now the other side of that argument mm-hmm. is if you don't like the shit that they're saying then you should report them and blah blah but i think like what joe rogan is saying and what i would agree with is that even if someone's saying some shit to me I don't, I don't want them taken off of Twitter. Mm-hmm. Right. Like it might give me some type of satisfaction if this dude's really a piece of shit, but like, I don't know. It'd have to be some absolutely next level, like insane shit. It, seem, it seems yeah. like to me, if, <clears throat> if those type of people who would report people knew that if I reported you, you could get kicked off, then they would be more likely to do it. Yeah. Right. Just yeah, regardless. Sure. It doesn't matter. Like right. if you like the messenger, then you'll accept the message, right. even if you right. don't really agree and with then, it. Yeah, go ahead. No, the same. I mean, that's that's it. It's like I don't like this person, so they could be like, "Good morning," and be like, "Report," because I know straight up. Yeah, you know exactly. what I mean? And then like Twitter would say, "Okay, well, obviously we wouldn't ban them or anything like that." But if you're getting looked at by Twitter consistently, mm-hmm. and maybe even like there are certain things that they consider bad. Like, dude, one of the examples that kept going to because it was an easy example, but it's true is the whole like um, transgender thing. Mm-hmm. And how like one woman and she was like a like a liberal feminist, um, but she was, uh, I think, in a debate on Twitter with somebody with like a transgender activist Mm -hmm. and at one point said men will never be women. Something like that. Mm -hmm. Or women will never be men. Yeah. And got banned. (laughs) And so. And it's because Twitter's trying to support like the transgender community and that's hate speech or whatever. That is not hate speech. Not mm-hmm. under this law. It's not. Yeah, like I, I, I don't. If you go to Canada, it is. But so the thought that <laughs> the thought that you can get banned for something like that is like in, in the meantime, we see stuff all over Twitter. That's like, Insane. I'll fucking kill you. Like, yeah. blah, blah. And th- those people are floating around. Mm-hmm. But someone like having trying to have an actual like back and forth with somebody and saying something that is like biologically a, a fact and they get banned. That's And that's what Joe Rogan was saying. I was just about to ask, is that, is that like his main gripe is just that his, his main gripe is two things. It's, it's that, that you can say something as, as factual as possible. Like a man can never be a woman and a woman can never be a man. Like that's biological. Mm-hmm. Like that, that's a undisputed scientific fact. <laughs> And you can get banned for that. Don't say undisputed. It's it is scientifically it's undisputed. Uh, But his 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 point as well is you are feeding this type of mentality by creating echo chambers for yourself by only following people that you agree with. Mm -hmm. And so therefore you're creating your own reality of the way that the world works. Well, and then you instead of getting mm -hmm. multiple opinions, and then you have to think about all the people on Twitter kids and adults but it mainly you think about kids who haven't like seen so much of the world and blah 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 and if they all of a sudden get surrounded by this echo chamber which credit to jack dorsey he 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 consistently said he's aware that they are creating echo chambers yeah and now the next step is doing something about it but it's good that he's aware because then you like if you're a 12 year old kid on twitter or 15 year old kid on twitter or whatever and you see something and that's just an example. Like there's other things, but you see something like that, that like you can have that viewpoint and somebody got banned for it. You're automatically clicking in your head. Oh shit. Like that's bad. 
yeah, or right. or if you only see the other side because the other people are banned, it's it's just weird, man. It's 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 scary. Well, you're banning the other side. Like that's that's his whole point. Is like yeah. for something that was as factual as that, that should be a huge red flag to people that you can say that and get banned on Twitter. Like that's a there's a fundamental error that's going on in Twitter judgment that I, is banning that kind of stuff. I agree with that side of it. But I also like how the how do you regulate that? Like I mean I you know like obviously someone telling somebody to kill themselves like that happens in twenty four seven on Twitter like an athlete misses a last second shot they're like go kill yourself mm-hmm. or whatever like that's pretty fucked up. Agreed. Um, yeah. and saying something like that you know is not very fucked up at all. Yeah. But I just don't. No, I think there's like no perfect way to do it, I guess. And and that's where it's just like, I see, I definitely get what you're saying and I agree with it 100%. Yeah. But I just don't know like how I'm trying to think of like a solution yeah. and I don't know what it would be. And I don't think they even in this three hour interview came up with like a straight up solution. One thing they said that I agree with is that Joe Rogan's big on like his road to redemption thing like and i think you should have that too where you don't just get permanently banned from somewhere i was about to say like you should be able to get get back suspended well it's like a three strike thing but then even when she went through some of their cases like why did this person get banned and they would read like three things three strikes and it's like (sighs) see because that's the thing is like it looks like you're looking for that might be legitimate but then you have one that's like you're kind of like pushing and she Pushing said, a bit. And, but then you're done. But yeah. she said, too, like, if you have two strikes and they're both really off the beaten path and bad, then your third strike is not going to be as lenient. And that's that goes for any time you get in trouble in life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. The yeah. principal catches you doing something really bad twice. Well, then the third time it's not going to have to be as for bad sure. for you to get in bigger yeah. trouble. For sure. But her, her examples didn't follow that. Though. Right. She said that, but. Then she was giving examples that didn't follow that linear structure. Well, mm-hmm. and the main thing is, it's like, we see Twitter every day, man. Like, there's fucked up shit going on on Twitter mm-hmm. that's like, that just flies. Yeah. And so when you give these up, the, the only thing to me is, I feel like, and I feel like you got to err on the side of not banning yeah. You know what I mean? And you might have some crazy shit flying out from somebody, but, and she, um, I forget her name. Um, it was like Jaya J- or something. Jaya. Um, what, um, but she said something like, um, she loves the phrase sunlight is the best disinfectant. And I like that too. Mm. And I think you do have to like, yeah, if there's someone out here just like spewing Nazi propaganda, whatever, like, Okay, they're on Twitter, and maybe a bunch of people would like them banned, but everybody knows this this motherfucker's a piece of shit then. Right. And, like, he's on there, right. but you know who he is. You see the the bullshit he's spewing, and you know it's bad and, like... It's the same thing It's, it's kind of like operating in real life, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we have... There's shitty people all over the place with crazy views on stuff and right. we're whatever, but you don't just banish them. Well, and there's a reason why here in the United States we have the First Amendment, which protects us from being... No one is the overall keeper of what should be said and what should not be said. Mm -hmm. And that's the reason why we have it. So when you're banning somebody off of a platform like Twitter, I have to compare it to like, let's say uh, the first uh, telephone company like that 
let's say uh, the telephone company was private when it started out and they were blocking people from making phone calls uh, right off the bat. So like half of the country couldn't make a phone call because of whatever they were saying. They were tapping. Yeah. And would that be cool? That's where it gets really tricky is like, I I am on the side of like businesses because Twitter is somebody just started Twitter. Like it's his company. It's not a, it's not a government company or something like they can decide to have whatever rules, you know, they want to have. Yeah. But then it's like, at what point does something get so big that it needs to be regulated by the government? That's that's what I'm. And I don't know. I'm not I'm not arguing one way or another. I would rather not be. I would rather not be too. Um, it's just, it's just an interesting conversation. Like that's basically what I, I did the whole three hours watching it or whatever. Is it, I, I didn't necessarily, I do think Twitter bans too many people for questionable stuff, things. I do think that other than that, it was just an interesting conversation of like, you don't, you know, we just use Twitter every day and do our thing, whatever. Right. You don't think about a lot of the stuff going on behind the scenes. And I think even in his first interview with Jack Dorsey, didn't Jack Dorsey at one point say like, if you click on like a popular tweet or something, their algorithm does show certain things close, like replies and stuff closer to the top. And he, he kept saying like, based off, you know, we, we, we move negative comments to the bottom. He said something like we, we, uh, we boost positive comments. Right. It's like, that doesn't seem smart. And but then there's always slippery slopes. Like okay, so you do like boost the popular stuff, boost the stuff that's getting more traction. But then it's like you got all these bot farms and stuff like that that just mm-hmm. like you know boost stuff from random area that they're not natural organic boosts. Yeah. There's problems with everything. So there's not there's not just a straight that's, up answer. It's, that's the problem is there's so many sides to that, and they're all good points. Honestly, like. Both sides of those are good points, in my opinion. The problem with it overall, and from what I see and what I would like try and teach my kids or whatever, whenever I have them, is like, don't fucking take Twitter for your everyday life shit. Like, there's better ways to get your information, you know, like, and I even get a lot of information from the news and sports and stuff on Twitter. Mm, Same here. And I think most people do, but that's a part of hopefully like growing up maybe in that generation or like we were kind of the generation which we had part of our childhood was without computers and yeah. or not computers, but social media and stuff. And then part of our younger adult life was I mean, with we it. remember days dialing up to get on the end. Right. So we kind of learned that at first, you know, it was your parents always telling you like, you can't believe whatever you see on the internet. And now we go to the internet for every single thing that we learn about pretty much. Right. And that's just what you have to keep in perspective is like Twitter is any single person on the earth. Like you said, if you were to ask this dude in real life, I wouldn't just listen to whoever yeah. off <clears throat> that I met on the street, just talking to him and believe him automatically. And a lot of his Twitter is the same way. So use like a reputable source to find your information or at least read about it on Twitter and then re-research it yeah. with a reputable <clears throat> source, which people don't do, which is no, the bad part. Ain't nobody got time for that. They yeah, think. Right. No, right. And I guess you have time for it for certain. You don't have time for it for everything. Not everything. And that's the, sure. that's, that's what I always kind of like glow. And I talk about this a lot. And I think, one of the big things is you can't expect 
yourself. You can't expect everybody around you to be like fully informed on on anything. No, for sure. But at the same time, just be open to learning something, mm-hmm. and try not to go around like spouting off strong opinions when they're not informed. Exactly. Tell, give your opinion. I'm not. I'm not saying it's not like don't give your opinions. But there's people that take really strong stances yes. on it. This guy is a rapist. Oh, what do you know about the case? Not shit. Like right. that's the stuff I'm saying. That like, if you're gonna take a strong stance, just mm-hmm. be. A, and I'm not saying you got to know everything. Maybe someone will change your mind even after you take a strong stance. But right. just think about it a little well, more. And I think I think to the point why this whole thing scared me a little bit is not not for all of like the the banning or like Twitter is real life or anything like that. It's literally just that you can easily get caught up in a world on Twitter that like what you said, give your opinion. No one, no one says that you can't have an opinion, but where it becomes dangerous is when you're constantly interacting with a world that is (coughs) affirming your opinion, regardless of what the rest of the world thinks, because you have made that echo chamber for yourself then it becomes dangerous. Dude, I actually think about that a lot on Twitter, just on my feed. Like, every day there are people that I follow that I'm like, why do you follow them, dude? You you disagree with every one of their opinions. for sure. But at the same time, I always check myself, and I'm like, dude, it's a good thing that you see this, though. Like, Mm -hmm. because if you just surrounded yourself and clicked follow on people that you agreed with everything on, that's all you're going to see every day when you log on. And it's like, they're are other sides to these things. Yeah. And if you see them and disagree with them and know why you disagree with them, great. Right. That's fine. People can disagree. Right. But if you only expose yourself to one side of things, that's when it gets dangerous. And, and, and I think we all risk that a lot. Like we all fall into that sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, especially like that's the danger of social media and that's that's what scared me is like you can do one thing which is like to follow a diverse amount of people with differing opinions, but when you're talking about something like Twitter where they're literally openly saying that because they said this they're getting banned for it it's like you're not even giving the opportunity for the other opinion yeah yeah exactly and that's what scared me the most is it's like dude especially for statements like men can never be women yeah because there are some she gave where it's like okay even if i disagree that these people should be banned do better on not saying crazy shit. Yeah, there's always you know going to be saying? different yeah, cases. Yeah. For like, sure. yeah, I don't agree that you should be banned from Twitter, but at the same time, like, you wouldn't catch me dead just saying some of this shit either. So I feel less bad for you. Yeah. Right. You know what I'm saying? Right. That's just, that, I don't know. Like, whether you agree with the statement or not, like, the statement in and of itself seems like not banned. Ban- no, worthy? yeah, like, I know. And th- they would make the claim that, you know, well, there were, in in within the back and forth, there were two other, you know, strikes, and this was another strike. This was the third strike, right. whatever. But it was like they had an agenda. This person was going against it, and they banned them. That's yeah. that's what it was, and that's well, the scary. Shit. E- even the other two, I don't know if you did anymore because I don't think they got into that on the podcast itself. The other two tweets, what they were, and it was not not anything crazy. No, it was. Yeah, I don't know. It's just weird. I've even found like doing research on certain things for this podcast, like or or not even for the pod, but other things. But doing the podcast has made me do it more often. You'll you'll hear something, you'll have the immediate reaction opinion. Yeah, you'll go like try to research it further. You'll be like, oh shit. Well, 
they didn't say this. This makes me think of whatever. Yeah. And you look into that. Oh, well, that like that's and you go back and forth like five or six times mm-hmm. before you either a finally form a, a well-informed opinion or B, you're just like, I could do this all day. Mm-hmm. I could go yeah. back and forth on this all day. Who knows what the truth is? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you should, like it right. is what it is. There isn't even always like a right or wrong that we know of. A lot of times, most times, there's not yeah. a right or wrong that we well, know. It's of. like it's a right for what do you want to be exactly. right? That's what that's what people look for is which you're allowed to right. think that you yeah, know whichever yeah, way course. that is. But I think that's a good point into just like keeping an open mind about many things. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, it's like. I don't agree with this, but I don't, I can see why you do agree with this. Yeah, but you like, know? man, open mindedness is very hard to come by. Hell like, yeah, like it is. A, it's very hard to come by. I think it's, it's easy to say, but yeah, people aren't really. People don't want to accept something that they don't believe is their truth. Yeah. So it's like, for instance, like whatever you have uh, grown up on believing, whatever your parents have told you your entire life. For someone else to come and be like, well, that's wrong, and here's the proof of it. You know, that'll, like, fuck up people's yeah. worlds type shit. So people move through the world like, I just want to be right. Yeah. Who wants to be wrong? You know what I mean? And it's stuff like that, like the open-mindedness, it especially is is true when it comes to, like, judging people. Right. Like, oh, they did this, so they're this. Mm-hmm, or right. blah, blah, blah. It's like, that's, that's when it, you really got to be open-minded. Like, there are certain things that, like, you can – be informed about and have convictions like your stances on big things. Like I just believe this, or I believe this and this is what it is. Or like two plus two is four. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. You can, you can have the courage of your convictions with certain things. And then other things, like I said, especially with judging other people, like, cause so much goes into a person dude and why they do the things they do. And And it doesn't mean you can't say this was wrong, but it's like, let's not take the next step necessarily unless we know. Well, just like, People don't want to research a bunch of stuff and like find out what's real. No one wants to, I wonder why they did this. I wonder what, because there's always a reason, you know what I mean? But Twitter is bumper stickers, bro. Yeah. Yeah. That's what (laughs) what, what's so obnoxious about it is, I mean, I mean, you guys are the first to know, like, I don't like certain people for maybe how they act or like what they're doing or their values or whatever, but I'm not like on Twitter all day, like slandering their life just to make a point. Like, I just don't fuck with you. I just don't want to be around you. I don't want to follow you. You know, like all that shit. And that's when it gets annoying to me is when, and I mean, I do, I'm a part of this problem too sometimes, but like when you're sitting there and you don't, you have your opinions and you don't like this person or what they're saying or whatever. And then like you said, but not quite, I mean, whatever, we'll get back to it, but you're sitting there and you're reading these things and you're just getting pissed Mm -hmm. and you're like, just sitting there fuming, like stop reading that shit and go do something else. And like I said, I do that often, especially like in sports and stuff. I'm just like the media is just blowing something up and I'm just sitting there like digging deeper and deeper into it. And I'm like, what the fuck? Why does I'm a loser? Like, why am I doing this? And people do that. With, like, people they know, like, on a very small scale. I think Mm -hmm. that's why it's not the perfect answer. I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it. But the best thing to wrap up this Twitter shit, I guess, is, to me, stop with the banning accounts. Yeah, People need to utilize the block, the mute. Yes. That type of shit to better your own. Yeah, unfollow. (laughs) To better your own life and your feed. Realize that there's all this other shit out there. 
and some of it might be literally inherently bad. Yes. Like you like Hitler was bad, dude. I don't care what your va- what your value, yeah. what your your value was. Like off he was a good leader. Was, he got like, a gang, people say, gang yeah, followers like, on yeah, Twitter like, right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, like, right, and and like. Yes, are there certain things you can do, blah, 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 but just banning people, I feel like that needs to be a last last resort. Yeah. And just, like, have people utilize their their mutes, their blocks, their unfollows, and, yeah. like, <clears throat> normally, and like I said, I, you know. Let people I, educate themselves. Yeah. You don't need to do it for And normally that. I would yeah. expect the better things to, to rise to the top. Right. Maybe I'm naive. I don't know, but. I mean, that's probably why people have the echo chambers is because when they get exposed to a different opinion, they start seething and freaking. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like, that's where the open mind mindedness comes in. Whereas some people, if you can't accept a different opinion, then you're probably not open minded. Exactly. And then you should probably stay in your echo chamber. And that's why that's another thing about Twitter is you can't have a good conversation about a lot of these topics on Twitter. No. Like if you see something, if you, if you see somebody post a bumper sticker thing Mm -hmm. that you vehemently disagree with. Yeah. You can't just like, in a tweet be like no here's what and then it's just this bullshit back and forth of x amount of characters that like doesn't really get to the heart of it normally sometimes very rarely it can but normally it's just like "Ah." and and that's why like yeah i see shit i disagree with all the time but it's not like i'm gonna just go go and be like no bro i saw a bumper sticker today that said welfare is not a job i'm just like like why? Big facts, why? <laughs> well, like, why put that on your car? I just yeah, don't understand. Yeah, yeah. no, I yeah, I just don't get it. Th- th- that's a whole nother conversation, though. Of like, that's so that's what you wanted to put on your that's car. What I'm saying. <laughs> like, despite if you agree with that statement right. or not, like, right. you just look crazy, dude. That's right. kind of what I mean with like what I was just talking about when I s- sit there and like fume on twitter over some stupid shit like yeah the huge important topics and stuff you got to be open-minded about especially yes. in this day and age like you might not agree with it like you said but you gotta see both sides of it in one way or the other whether you agree with it in your heart or not but like why are you just sitting there like stewing stewing over something that you're doing to yourself. Yeah. Like you d- chose to put that bumper sticker on your car and like have a negative connotation yeah. about it. Mm-hmm. You could be like, have a bumper sticker that was like, a job is a job. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And then it's like looking at the positive side of that, like saying, you still probably thing. get people coming at you. You would. We all know you what a job sure. is. You would what are you sure. trying to say? See, and they probably got fucked over on some welfare <laughs> prisoners. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Exactly. There's always a reason. Yeah. But, but I, it's yes. like, you exactly. look stupid. It's just like, find something more positive to put your mind into. And that's no one. Well, that's, does not, that shit that's not helping anything. Exactly. Like that's, that's the thing is like, that's a great example. That bumper sticker, just because that is what Twitter is. And it just you, fuels the fire, but those right. statements just fuel the fire. Yes. By, like you by can by have you a real, that, you're not doing anything to yeah. further the problem. You can like, have a real nuanced no, conversation like, with somebody about like welfare. Right. right. Yeah. But saying welfare is not a job. Like, 90% of the people that are like really want the welfare state and agree with welfare and blah, 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 know that welfare is not a job and don't right. want people just being right. like, instead of getting a job, I'm going to be on welfare. That's not so the who, reason so, for welfare. So who are you arguing with? Right. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? It's like, it's one of you're those. You're not helping the issue. But all it's you're like, doing is getting the, that side mad and the people on your side like, oh yeah. And it's just, it's not productive. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm, Man, I'm, I'm mad sure. confused. Like, and the, and okay. the people that you are talking about don't give a fuck anyway. So. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's like, this is how I feel. Yeah. That's actually a decent transition into 
some things to talk about with this Michael Jackson uh, documentary. Documentary. So, <laughs> who watched it? I watched it. You watched it, Mom? Mm-hmm. Um, basically, because I know you were talking about it when you came in here, Dags. Um, <laughs> you, th- you thought you had it pretty well wrapped up. <laughs> um, I imagine I do. But basically, it's two people, Wade and James, who were like around MJ throughout their childhoods. Um, and it's super long. It's like two part each like two hours. Yeah, it's like four hours. And total they just basically Wayne tell the their stories, and um, but say that he sexually abused them for a while, like in their childhood, and now are coming forward to tell their story and blah, blah, blah. So I watched it recently, and all right. I always, there's there's multiple reasons I feel nasty about this shit. Obviously, outside of the whole child sexual abuse, like that's nasty. Yeah. A talking about someone that can't defend themselves is feels grimy to me. Yeah. Um. Like I never, I never liked that. No. Oh, you mean Michael Jackson? Yeah. Yeah. Like, is it is it called for sometimes? Absolutely. Like, if somebody did some grimy shit and they happen to be dead, and you need like, and it's the truth, and mm-hmm. you need to say it, you know. It is what it is. Mm-hmm. But in general, saying shit about someone that cannot defend themselves is... Ugh. Bro, fuck that. Honestly. I mean, I kind of... I see what you're saying mm-hmm. a little bit, but like when it's something like that fucked up... I But, but I said that. I was like, if you... Yeah, if, if, but, if some real shit happened... Like, especially those kids can't though, defend themselves either. But they right. couldn't when they were little and he was Absolutely. Doing but they, nasty But they shit. can like give their side of the tale. For sure. Absolutely. And um, so obviously the next level to that is these kids um, and, you know, I might not get all this straight because it's two different kids. But like basically around like seven to ten years old is when they first like met up with him and this shit started happening. And obviously there's a lot that goes into this shit if they spent four hours on it, which I'm not going to get into on here. But essentially when at a point when they were kids when it first when mj first got um his charges against him they had a chance to you know be part of that and instead they were key witnesses on his side that he never that he never did anything to them and never blah blah blah. then this happened this came up again am i getting that right mo yeah when the wade guy was like 21 or 22 and james was a little older maybe, around that same age. And James refused to do anything. And Wade, again, testified for Michael Jackson, was the key was the key witness. Yes. The first one called for Michael Jackson's defense mm. and said that it never happened, blah, blah, blah. Now, I, I can understand doing that, like based on the story they told, based on all their history, blah, mm. blah, blah. I can understand you just wanting to repress all that and it never happened and no one's ever going to know and I'm going to blah, blah, blah. I can get that. Mm. At the same time, it does make me now that he's dead. Ten years. There is money to gain. Yeah. It. I have to question that. Mm. Mm-hmm. And so then that's when it comes in of like this guy's dead and can't defend himself. It's not that like, oh, a pedophile is dead, so you can't say he's a pedophile. It's just the whole story combined. It makes me just like I don't know, man. Yeah. Now, me personally, when it comes to Michael Jackson. I don't think based on, I watched the whole documentary 
we'll, we'll never know, bro. Like you can, you can make your own guesses because th- I guess that was my thing about this whole documentary is it was just these two guys telling, telling their story right. mm-hmm. and their families. Mm-hmm. There wasn't really anything more like any new info. It was just them telling yeah. their stories. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, my thing with Michael Jackson is like before I watched this documentary or whatever, this dude is a creep. Like, and and it's probably a pedophile, in my opinion. Like you're sleeping in the bed, you're openly like it's not disputed. Sleeping in bed with kids, right? Over and over and over and over again. Yeah. Right. If the guy down the street was doing that, you'd be like, "That's a pedophile." Yeah, exactly. So that's my opinion. Does that mean that he necessarily actually like penetrated them or or had sex with them? I don't know. I'll never know. Mm-hmm. You got these guys telling this story. You got other people, other kids he was around, like Macaulay Culkin and stuff, saying he, he he didn't do that. You got other kids that said he did. He is a celebrity, so people have stuff to gain, but they also have stuff to gain by, like Wade was saying, not coming out and saying anything and keeping mm-hmm. their relationship with him and blah, blah, blah. There's, there's so many different sides. I just feel like I'll never know, but no one can tell me that he wasn't a creep. And yeah. a, and a in my opinion a probable pedophile. <laughs> yeah, right. I mean, if you were I mean, a betting, sorry. if you, you were a betting man, you would have to bet. Like, if you were putting your house on whether or not he was, yeah, what side would you go with? Obvious. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm saying is like. Aren't you still a pedophile if you're sleeping in bed if, yeah, with kids yes, that aren't yes. yours? If, uh, like, like, whether look up you the definition penetrate them or not, like, like you said, like you're that's, a creep. That's it's probably like attracted to kid, to little kids, right? Which is which. So I he's mean, a hunt, like, like sexually. They, I, I would. Think I looked so. it up before, and what it was is they have a test for it. Actually, I didn't know that. Like a personality test for it, what? and they brought it up in court like twice. Like Michael Jackson took the the test or whatever. And both times it came back that he wasn't based on the fact that um, the biggest the biggest proponent was that he enjoyed doing uh, childish things mm-hmm. and pedophiles fake like they do, mm-hmm. but they really don't enjoy. Them. What is this test, though? Do you like answer? I don't questions know. I don't or? know what the test was, but it actually was evidence in court. Because he was in there tw- like 93 and 05 or something. But the, everybody just kept saying that yeah. trials. That seems about right. He he was a child, like he literally was a child. Well, and that's what yeah, that's what everybody on on Michael Jackson's side says is, and I and like he didn't have a childhood, and so he enjoys all. I can get all that as far as like the amusement park, the wanting to play tag, the uh, the dude, you know, blah blah. blah. I cannot excuse sleeping in bed with <laughs> no, kids. No, fuck no. that. I like to play fucking games out in the backyard and shit too. Yeah, like. I was in the hospital my whole childhood. Like yeah. I didn't get to do some things that I would have wanted to do too. And I'm 30 now, and I like to fucking go, you know, play wiffle ball in the backyard and shit. Yeah. I I don't care. I'm not like I don't care how childish you kids. are. Like yeah, you, there's an age limit. So yes. <laughs> and, and and typically in these situations, <laughs> and I do again in this situation, bro. Where? Are the other adults around? Yes. Yeah. He, I like, like this kid's mom goes with him. Hey, can I sleep with? Like, she knows he's sleeping in bed with with this guy that you don't even know that well initially. Right. But because he's this big star, you're like, say, word. Did they say that that was the reason? Because he's like a star. I, like, probably. In a nutshell, I mean, it was kid. like. They just all thought he was just a genuine great guy that just loved kids and blah, blah, blah. 
But obviously, in hindsight, it was like they were drawn into the stardom. Right. It was like yeah. Michael Jackson is taking interest in my seven-year-old kid. Like, I'm going to make this happen at all costs. Like, the one woman, um, like, basically left her family in Australia with this kid mm-hmm. and went to go pursue this shit with Michael Jackson. Like, broke their family apart. Yeah. Dude. Because she was blinded by the, mm-hmm. the stardom. Yep. This stardom in general, I hate yeah. that shit. It makes me not like any celebrity yeah you know what i'm saying i can't stand when people sit on twitter or something and they just idolize these people and that's all they talk about or like in real life like beyonce all i give a shit about is beyonce it's like why i don't (laughs) get it i can't i cannot wrap my head around it and i don't give a shit if i saw beyonce out in public if you think i would run over there especially with the crowd she would have around her and like Bro, you ran back. up to Judge Joe Brown. There's no one around him. <laughs> Judge. Yeah, and I did Judge like, my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> um and you're just like begging for things from them, like sign this piece of paper. Or sign me. Dope. Yeah. Like sign what me. is that dude? Sign my baby. Again. Sign yeah, me. I just oh, can't. Girl. Like I really honestly cannot wrap my head around that shit. And then to like give your kid to him, yeah. I mean that's what? the thing. I, I can I get like the whole memorabilia stuff. Like I've done that. Like yeah. like there's people you look up to. Like especially if you're if you're into music or you're into sports and you get people you idolize and it's like, hey, I'm gonna get an autograph or a picture or whatever. And and I I, I get that stuff. It's next level to like worship them. That's what I mean. Have, or like have I don't, my seat. Yeah, or like you think about them every day. Like, That's what I mean. You don't by know like, them. They're begging for you. Like you're leaning, like knocking people over. Yeah. Like you see these old ass people that like push kids out of the way. Yeah. To get LeBron James autograph. See, like you're a fucking dork. And that. <laughs> That's I'm sorry, what, but like the stardom thing, and I don't mean like yeah, you have a favorite athlete, and that's cool. But if you're going to go to these great lengths to have them sign your shirt, you're a loser. Well, that's the thing that, to me, I, I kept thinking about throughout, like, as the docu-series or documentary was winding down, is this kid, I think it was um, Wade. Was he the one from Australia? I think so. Um, but he, he... He was the one that was, like, the super popular dancer. Yeah, this shit, this shit started when he was, like, five. Mm. Um. And he was getting the the hair like MJ. He was dressing like MJ. He got to meet MJ, and they did all this all this stuff, right? And like, at five years old or whatever the fuck it was, mm-hmm. you're like getting calls, getting he, they was like faxing them, yeah, like getting calls, talking for hours with Michael Jackson on the phone, yeah, when you're just this little kid, and then the five whole or six hours, the, yeah, the whole next. X amount of years of your life is like surrounded by either trying to live up to like to get in on this guy's circle or being in on this, this guy's circle. And then years and years and years later, all this stuff happens. He ends up dying. Like, dude, this was your childhood. Mm-hmm. Like this guy, mm-hmm. right? It has to fuck you up mentally somehow. Yeah. Like I can't imagine having a childhood that was literally just built around some other guy. <laughs> well, and I was thinking about it too, because I was just like, especially with this Wade guy, I didn't know. I didn't know a lot about this. This dude, like, uh, 
was around Britney Spears and NSYNC and stuff like that, doing all their dance routines for their tours and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Mm -hmm. This guy was in the industry, like mm -hmm. eventually, eventually. Yeah. And that's kind of my point is for me to understand all this. It's like, okay, like there's no doubt that MJ was a pedophile to in my head, but you have to understand these kids mentality of, I don't buy cause this, this Wade guy, I don't buy the fact that, it took you until you had a kid to realize that you were sexually abused. I don't buy it. When you're 20, you should, you should know that, like that you were sexually abused. But I think that there's, I think that there's something going on with, he was really riding the MJ train hard as far as like getting his industry connects mm -hmm. from the fact that he knew Michael Jackson. Yeah. And calling him favors and things like that. His career kind of was semi-dependent on it. Mm -hmm. So were you afraid <laughs> of coming out because of 100% like what the world was going to say about this MJ situation? Or were you afraid because it kind of hinged on your career as well? Okay, A, you said something in there like about, you know, like by the time you're 20, you know that. That shit was bad. By and the time you're an adult, you should know that. Okay, I don't think, to, to my knowledge, I don't think he ever made the argument that he didn't know. No, he did. Go when? back and watch it. No, it, he literally said at the end, like this is not a this is not a matter of like repressed memory or whatever. Like I knew this shit happened, and I he just no, didn't have the balls to come out and say he it. He said he knew it happened, but he said he didn't realize what it was. He didn't realize that it was like. He was getting like his love of MJ confused with what was actually happening. He kept saying that over and over and over again. As it was I going as it was going on, yeah, but No, like his last testimony was when he was 18 or something like that. <clears throat> like yeah, but if you follow his logic, his, his testimony was was a like you you can't use his testimony which he's saying was a lie now as where his head was at. If you're going to follow that logic you get what i'm saying no he's saying he's saying now that that testimony was a lie yeah so you can't go back and say oh look he testified to this if you're gonna follow his lie. no i'm saying his mindset at the time and i'm saying it was a lie he says it now what i'm saying is his mindset at the time okay he actually believed at the time that that was like the truth he was confused no you got it you got that wrong when he testified when he testified in court the last time, and I'm 90% sure, I'm not going to say I, but to my knowledge, he knew I think you're what wrong. he was doing. I think you're wrong. You see okay. Saying? I think you're wrong because- Somebody in the com somebody in the comments tell us. Because he that's perjury and he would be going to jail for that. Okay. He, he wouldn't admit that. I know, but if you follow the, the fucking vibes of everything that's going on. I'm saying what he's actually saying. I'm not talking about any vibes. I actually, <laughs> I actually heard something it, researching it afterwards that, um, that that was the reason why they're suing now. And that was like, it isn't just a statute of limitations. It's because he perjured himself. Why it's getting thrown out now. What's getting thrown out? Their their new lawsuit that was filed in like 2013. That's a for sure thing that it's getting thrown out? Yeah, and they're saying statute of limitations. And what I was just, I watched some uh, news piece about it. And he and this guy was just going in on him like, 
Like it's getting spread around that this is getting thrown out because of statute of limitations. It's not just statute of limitations. It's because he perjured himself in court. See, I, I heard the opposite and I watched something today that was like, because, because they're saying that they didn't know, they didn't know that it was at the time. The clock gets reset for the statute. It just goes to show that you can like research shit and still not get. Yeah, I can either <laughs> confirm or deny right. any of this. Yeah, shit. I know. But yeah, and I, now I forgot what your second point in that shit was. But scrap right now, both of you. Yeah, I, I, I would. <laughs> um, I don't know. I mean, do you basically have the same conclusion that I drew from that shit? What I don't know from knows. the overall documentary, like that it didn't give me any. It didn't give me any like new information that that I feel something that I didn't feel about that all that shit before. Right, like you no. thought he was a pedophile beforehand, before you. And see I didn't know a hundred percent sure. Yeah, right. And, and then after I, you see this, you're not like, oh, he's for sure now. But it's like, no, I, I th- still feel. I think same. it's. I think it's. I think he's a pedophile. I I've watched videos from both sides and like news stories and whatever. And to me, what it really is is it's like because everybody draws the conclusions like, why didn't Macaulay Culkin like say anything or blah blah blah. It's like. Dude, you do realize that there could be, like, people that he didn't do that to. Right. Well, I heard the same, like, and it's a, I think it's a fair analogy is because someone was like, and they tried to make it, like, this big thing where, oh, a pedophile or a serial child uh, rapist or whatever, if they're around a child, they are going to sexually assault them. It's like, does a serial killer kill kill every person there? Yeah, no. Like, right. I don't believe that at all. Yeah, I don't really uh, yeah, I don't know. No, and and that's the thing. Like, I I do think there are people that he did this to. I think that there's people that he didn't do this yeah. to, and like, I don't even know about those two guys in the documentary. I I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, I do believe that he was a pedophile. <laughs> right. So I don't even know. He was. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't tell you. But yeah, bro. The the parents, man. Yeah, that's that's the biggest disgusting thing about the this whole entire money, thing is it's just like they dude. bring him there, bro. It's I mean, yeah, it's fucking. He was biggest person in the world. Yeah, thank God we'll like, probably we'll probably never have a, uh, another star like that ever. No, ever. No. I don't no. think I don't think today. Well, because with like social media now, it's impossible that. to have yeah. someone yeah. on that big of a pedestal because no. you can right. find dirt on them. Like, yeah. yeah, you know. I think that's only a good thing. That's the only good. Well, thing. Well, and I, I think it came up in in court a lot. I didn't look into this, but there were a lot of um, <clears throat> employees at Neverland Ranch that were like testifying that they had seen stuff and yeah, whatever, uh, like yeah. him in the shower with a kid, yeah. whatever. But and, there's counter. Right. arguments against that too so it's like what I you do about it though that that's my thing bro it's like i like i believe you saw some shit there if you were they had a bunch of employees and he's always he's got kids mm-hmm. i believe you saw some shit but again they're getting paid well i'm sure their experience is probably damn good probably lived yeah. on the property like it's working like, for michael jackson yeah. bro like even gonna check and now even uh james parents they got a house bought for by michael jackson you think you're gonna be quick to be like if you don't know like if your kid says he never touched him mm-hmm. you're gonna you're gonna be like hey james did did michael ever do anything to you did he do anything to you no no he didn't do anything to me okay you got to have his back in court then yeah. because he's helped his family out immensely well and that's that's what i was saying about his career <clears throat> the, the wade's guy's career and stuff like that like dude this dude lived off of all of that shit yeah. like his life was surrounded around that shit mm-hmm. yeah and duh like the dude's gonna think more about like Okay, what do I do after this happens? Like, and 
And it's not even a guarantee. Two other people tried to sue him and failed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's just fucking weird, man. Well, wrecked. <clears throat> anyway. Still dead. That's real. <laughs> New documentary next month. Uh, Sayonara. I don't know if I have anything I can just transition to from that. But <laughs> <laughs> we can moonwalk into another subject. Somebody. Uh, <laughs> Send me an email wanting to get in touch because they found my shit on Reverb Nation. So damn, remember that shit? They got to be. That was the worst. They got to be some type of creep. <laughs> People still check Reverb Nation, damn. dude. I fucking hated that website when it was new. Yes, yeah. oh, that agree. website was, that was the, the worst, worst ever. Like, damn. what did it do for you? Not shit. They must have had the best marketing department. Yeah, ever because dude, like, everybody was we trying can get to get you yeah. all this yeah. shit. Yeah, that's. I'm like, get your EPK started. Send it to Universal. Who the fuck was LA? looking at that shit? Yeah, no. <laughs> that was a terrible episode. That shit is crazy. Oh, my God, dude. So, <clears throat> ever since his last album, Russ has kind of been, like, relatively on the quiet side. Um, but he, he fired off a flurry of tweets the other day mm. <clears throat> that I thought were kind of interesting. Because always, he always gives pretty decent insight into, like, independent artist shit. Mm-hmm. Um, and he doesn't really sugarcoat a lot of stuff. Um, I sent you the DJ Booth article that kind of gave a little synopsis of it, and I think they actually reached out to him, yeah, to get like further comment or whatever for their article. <laughs> Why don't you pull that up? Because he said, um, "You can make millions upon millions of dollars on TuneCore and not have to break anyone off. Stop letting this whole there's no money in music for the artist narrative keep circulating." Shit is a lie. Own your shit and be self-sufficient and you'll cake or be dumb and complain. Do you want me to just keep... There's a few like tweets posted on the... Yeah. Gross. The music business isn't set up for artists to get rich. It's set up for everyone else to get rich off the artists. Take the power back. Artists are the nucleus. Everything and everyone else is interchangeable. And then I think there was something else if you scroll down a little bit. Oh, they reached out... Like one of the last paragraphs. They reached out to him for a comment. Scroll down a little... That shit's too close, man. Yeah, damn, damn, damn bro. Man. Can you expand that? Just or you just you just read what he said there in that second to last. Ooh, paragraph. there we go. There we go. He said, "I just hate the victim mentality. Um, it's 2019. If you're an artist getting taken advantage of, I don't feel bad for you at all. See, this is where like Russ always has to go a little too far. Mm. But I think if you don't, you don't end up getting the headlines and getting your point across. <laughs> so, I 85 percent agree with what he said. I just probably wouldn't take it." quite as far Mm -hmm. but i've been saying this since we started the podcast people got to get it through their heads that everyone has different paths Mm -hmm. and like your path and i'm i'm just talking about music and wanting to be like a rapper yeah your path is different than his path and his path and yes i'm an independent artist and i will preach the value of independence to the utmost yeah own your shit do it on your own blah, blah 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 if you can there are plenty of people that cannot do it. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could just say, all right, you're not cut out for it. Bye. Or other people can come in and help you. Right. Like if I, if I got, had the ability to get signed to a major label when I was 19 or something like that, when we were like, when we were doing our green scheme spectator shows or something and a major label approached us, yeah, I would be way more likely to sign that deal then. Yeah. As sure. I maybe would now like going through all the independent stuff and, and blah, blah, mm-hmm. But the main thing where I totally agree with him is like, <clears throat> if you do that, or if you feel that you need to do that and you do it, yeah, stop complaining on the back end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Take what it is like. 
you signed, you did it for a reason mm -hmm. and it was, and, and whether it went well or it didn't, you're on the hook for just as much as the label is right? for why it worked and why it didn't. Yep. Yeah. And I, we just talked about it on, with that Nipsey hustle shit mm -hmm. where I was like, create your own leverage. Right. When you have leverage, your deal will be better. Right. When you don't have leverage, you won't get a great deal. Right. But I don't even want to say you won't get a great deal because if you don't have leverage, it's still probably a good deal. Well, right. that's the right. thing about it is when you, it's almost like when you need to get signed because you're not popping as much, you don't have the leverage. And when you stay independent and grind and grind and build this following on your own and then sign because you have leverage, you know, like that's almost kind of backwards in in theory. Right. You know what I mean? But it's actually super straightforward though. Yeah, like what you just no, said exactly. makes makes tons of sense. Yeah. Like right. you're you're not gonna if you grind and grind and grind and do something with yourself and create that leverage, mm -hmm. you you risk less and less getting yeah. some bad deal or whatever because you're creating that leverage and you can protect against it because you don't need it. Mm -hmm. right. Like that's why that's why Nipsey is Nipsey and Chance is Chance and Russ is Russ and all this shit because they did that grind. They they got it. And then when it came time, they did their partnerships. They did their whatever. That's the key. And that's why, like, when I read headlines, like, a while ago, when it's like, Lil Uzi Vert is not happy with his deal, blah, blah, isn't. <laughs> I don't feel bad for Lil Uzi Vert because no. he's getting plugged everywhere yeah. from his label. Yeah. And it would have never happened without it. Exactly. That's the thing. These guys signed forget. to Satan. <laughs> I know he's on the regular. <laughs> Bro, it's like, but yeah, I mean, it. It's funny because like you and I talk about that type of shit all the time. And then like Russ comes out and says it and it's like this big topic. It's just, yo, I, to me that always seemed straightforward. Yeah. Yeah. It's like everything else, bro. To you. Yeah. Somebody that can use their fucking brain for <laughs> five minutes at a time. It seems straightforward, but there's a lot of dumbasses out there that just don't, they just don't get how things work. And I mean, unless you're in the industry or something, yeah, you don't understand fully maybe how the ins and outs of everything work. That's like that for every business. But, I mean, have an educated guess of, oh, I'm going to take a $2 million contract when I have no following and maybe subject myself to getting screwed over a little bit more because I had this one hot song and that might be the only hot song I ever have. I'm capitalizing on that now. Or I'm going to grind for 10 years and build up this following on my own and do videos on my own and do everything on my own. And then hopefully by the time that I'm 28 or whatever, I have leverage on all these businesses that want me to come in and help them because now I'm the one doing this and they're the ones that need to have something to gain off me. Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. So I, but it's I easier mean, to scratch off a lotto ticket exactly. than save pennies and shit. 100%. You know I mean? Right. And that's yep. how, I mean, that's, that's a personal choice, I guess, oh, to yeah. all these artists. Yeah. But like you were saying, Peggy, like, don't bitch about it or you can bitch about it, but I don't give yeah, a fuck. Yeah. 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 Like, yeah. Have, like bitch about it as much right. as you want, but it's short term thinking versus long term thinking. Yeah. And yes. unfortunately, most people can't think that far. Well, ahead, and, so. and dude, that's the other thing. And yeah, I will fully admit I've, I've grown into like being more wise with money and stuff like that as I've gotten older. So I'm, I, I know, you know, me today is different than high school me. Yeah. yeah. 
But like Russ said something in his in his tweets, he was like, "Y'all sign for a million, which really turns into you netting only like three hundred fifty k, because y'all be having lawyers taking five percent for sitting in an office and managers taking twenty percent, and then after you get the new rapper, new money starter kit, you're left with like a hundred fifty k living beyond your means." That's a great point too, because yes. honestly, dude, you okay? You get the million dollar advance, and you get all the blah 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 blah, and then by the time it's done, it ends up a hundred and fifty k. Bro, give me 150k. <laughs> I can make that stretch. Like that is not bad. No. If you always look at it in terms of, oh, but I had a million dollar advance. Yeah, 150k is not a million dollars. But 150k is something that 95% of people, 99% of people would would love to have. Yeah, so yeah. if you just look like if if you can have somebody around you have have people around you to just like that's what why I I just hate the whole the whole thing going around that it's just it's all bad. Like anything label, no, major yeah. label is all bad. Like, yeah, I, I agree. If you can do it independently, do it mm -hmm. first and foremost. But then it's like, yeah, dude, if you can not be doing shit really and then go sign with a major label and end up netting like 150K. Yeah. I, I do that for a job. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And to his point, you're, these people are using their money for the wrong reasons. Like you should be probably using it for a lawyer and for a manager, but you should probably not be using it to buy or lease cars yeah, and exactly. like doing dumb shit with it. Yep. So that million dollars is now 300K versus 150K because you spent 150K on dumb shit yep. so that you look like a rapper or whatever. <laughs> exactly. And mm -hmm. that's, that's the business minded person would do it that way because that gives you more money to invest in yourself. Yep. Either eventually after you get off this label or now, depending on what your deal is. Because right. that's the other thing with the with the major labels too is like, yeah, hopefully you want to make sure you're not getting yourself into a Kanye deal where it's like I can't like I'm I'm signed to you forever. Mm -hmm. right. But like if that shit has an expiration date, let's say it's like five years or whatever. Right. Like, dude, whatever this label is doing for you, like putting you on the radio, getting you on big Spotify playlists, get, like putting you on commercials, getting your name and your image out there, or whatever, yeah. bro. When you're done with them. You have so much more, like then your leverage is there at the end of it. Exactly. Like, yo, I'm this big, this massive name now. Mm -hmm. And so now I can utilize that to go do my independent shit. But it's yeah. like, I know a lot of these artists are in too long of deals, like blah, blah, blah. And I, I know there's lots of shit going on like that. It doesn't always work that perfectly, but that's why you got to pay attention. Right. Well, especially with where your money's going, you know, like I feel like the fact that we're talking about well, this percent went went here and this percent went there. Then when you come out with 150K at the end, it makes sense. It's like, okay, yeah. I I signed for a million, but I don't have a million. Mm -hmm. I think most people go into it's like, I signed for a million. I have a million. I have a million dollars. Yeah, exactly. You don't even they don't even realize where the stuff right. is going and yeah. things like that. So it's awareness. Right. Know where your money's going well, if you're that, going to do that, this. I'm, that's a good point too, because I think people are so quick to to place blame, right? Like based off what what we just said. Don't you think there would be value in somebody for these artists that was on their team that and it'd basically be like a money manager, you know, but basically help them with that shit, right? Yeah. Offered their services to be like, look, we're going to make sure you're good financially with the deal you signed, blah, 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 right? Right. Okay. So let's say, and I'm sure this is going on already, but let's just say like somebody starts that and they go sign an artist, right? Hmm. And so obviously they're going to take money for their services, right. blah, blah, blah. Well, then all of a sudden down the road, that person starts getting blamed for, oh, he came in and was taking this percent and yeah, blah, blah. Yeah. It's like, it's so easy to just blame people. 
right. without like actually realizing what they were there to do in the first place. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, and because that, you couldn't. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like if you didn't need them, why did you start working with them? Exactly. Right. Exactly. And the and the, like the NFL or the NBA, whatever, it seems like they're getting more and more of these classes and stuff that you can take on ways to manage your money. But like I'm so sick of hearing these dudes like this money's not guaranteed. Like, blah, dude, you got like eight million dollars signing bonus. That should be enough if you can't ever play football again to start your own business or do what you want to do to make more money or invest or yeah. whatever. But you have three Bentleys in your driveway and your house is forty thousand square feet and yeah. you bought all this unnecessary shit. Like, cool, I get it. Like like uh Giannis, I just read, I don't know if this is factual or not, I think it is, but he gave his like whole first paycheck back to a community in Greece. And he had like no money instantly. Okay. That's not maybe the brightest thing. Like maybe manage a but little better. Than but, buying you, cars. but you had a better idea, mm-hmm. a better purpose in mind. Yeah. However, yeah, I mean like I know you want to live the life. But then you can't bitch about not That's being the able key, to bro. live the that's life the key. when you don't have the money to do, do you, it. Do you? But stop complaining. Exactly. That's 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 the key. Like I, I agree with you on that, man. It's it's and then if like okay, the guaranteed money shit. Bro, if you end up getting that, like, live like you don't have it then. Exactly. If it's not guaranteed, live like you don't have it. Right. Then if you get it on the back end, awesome. Yeah. Right. And and like I said, I'm, I always, I hate, like, sitting here and preaching about shit that, like, I am no perfect, like, dude, I got my own issues, but I'm also learning as I go. Like, yeah, when I was 20, bro, and a lot of these kids, these are young kids. Mm -hmm. Like, I thought very differently about a lot of this shit than I do now. For sure. It's, It's more just, like trying to like drop some knowledge at that then it is like you're stupid you know what i'm saying no right. yeah it's, it's not supposed to be preachy it's just right it's just like life lesson shit like hopefully you can share with people to help them along the way you know the same way somebody said something to you when you were 20 maybe not about money but it was about something else or how to you know yeah approach people to get them to let you play their venue or whatever. No. Yeah. But right. I mean, something stuck with you along the way. And that's how you got to think about people when they're trying to give you valuable information, like maybe listen a little, you don't have to follow it to a T you got to do you and you got to learn yeah. your own way. But I mean, let's not be ridiculous with things. You don't need five cars. Dude. I like, think that's a fact. You I just think that's one need- of the biggest pieces of <laughs> advice our whole like American society, including myself, can learn from is live within your means. Yes. And but know 100%. what that is before you even like But and the thing I think a big thing that people have is living with within your means isn't as sexy. You know what right. I mean? Like when you right. have people around you, so many people live for other people. Mm-hmm. You know, yes, so you hundred percent. You literally I do it do all anything. the time. I do it all the time, bro. I say that I'll I'll come here right now, I say live within your means and I'll go Spend money on some shit that I'll like the next morning. I'll be like, God, dude, what mm-hmm. the fuck were you doing? And we all know that, you know, we get tons of amazing advice over life. You know what I'm saying? But experience is the best teacher. Mm-hmm. Like it your is. parents. Yeah. Our parents told us like smart shit to do to avoid a lot of problems that we ran into because mm-hmm. we were like, OK, yeah. OK. Yeah. Or or you were like, OK, but it happened. Not maybe not exactly how they said it. And, you know, it's like. A lot of these people, these pro athletes, they're young as hell. And just like you said, when we were that young, if we were to have that money, yeah, 
like imagine us hitting East Lansing with that money. Yeah. And you don't and you don't envision it stopping. Well, exactly. I think I think that's the thing is like and I think that's why there's such a discrepancy with like because you have young athletes, young artists, young all of those. So when you're young like that, you don't appreciate time the same way that an old person no, does. Because you're like, I got right. plenty more. So, the, and that's my, that's the biggest thing is like, because I was even thinking about this. I was watching a video because I was just kind of curious for myself on, I get hit up all the time about um, like services of like, uh, design me this logo or um, mix this song or whatever. Mm. And I never know how to charge anybody for that. Okay. And the biggest thing that, is so hard to chart like to to really uh get an idea of how you're supposed to like value that time is like it's not only the time that you're actually spending on it mm-hmm. it's the time that you took to learn it yeah and do it so efficiently yep. mm-hmm. so i think that's what these young kids forget is mm-hmm. like look at look at these establishments that are and and i know there's a lot more that goes into this or whatever but even using it from my perspective is it's like I have years put into these talents mm-hmm. that I have maintained and gotten better over time. Yeah. You're not just paying me for the two hours that I put into the mixing. You're paying me for the fact that I am able to spend two hours and get it to spend or get it to sound better than somebody that took two hours and just learned it yesterday. It right. works with anything, bro. Like mm-hmm. think think of why lawyers can charge so much. Like you could go have a <clears throat> half hour meeting with a big time lawyer and have this massive bill right it's not because that half hour was so much like skin off their back right it was because they had to put in so much time to be on that level and have that expertise but to take it even further though like you have to look at it from that perspective though as far as when we're talking about record labels when we're talking about certain things that are bigger than what we can understand Mm -hmm. because yes as like as people that didn't have that, we tend to put them in a box and be like, man, that happened quickly and they don't deserve that, whatever they have. Mm-hmm. And they're up there in you know, their towers or whatever being like, damn, I did a lot to deserve this. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I'm, I'm deserving of what I'm giving to these artists and taking in return. Right. It doesn't happen overnight. No one can just open up a record label and be like, Here's all this exposure. Go at it just because they're a record label. It yeah, doesn't yeah. fucking work like that. Yeah. yeah. So you have to, there is a certain amount of payment that goes along with that. And for the more exposure, it comes along with the more that you're giving up. Yeah. Because somebody else took the time and the years to put in from the ground up to build that. And I, yeah. And I think that's my thing with, with all this major label talk, independent, whatever, is for the young artists out there that want to do music and everything. Yeah. Do it yourself. <laughs> Do as much yourself as you possibly can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And with your small team that you're not like paying everyone to do whatever. Do as right. much as you can. Right. Then once you hit that point, like I think we've, there was a point a while ago where it was like major label was the only way to go. Yeah. Now I, I see it almost flipping where like yeah. major labels never go there. That will never like independent all the way, like artist ownership, all this stuff, which I, I co-sign in the right situations, mm-hmm. yeah. but there are situations where someone could come to me and be like, Hey, do you think this is a good idea for me to sign with them? And I would be like, absolutely. Right. And I'm sure there's many major, major label acts today mm-hmm. that are sitting there like, man, that was, that was amazing for me to sign with them. Yeah. Yeah. Well, can you sit there and be, dude, imagine like yourself being just the laziest person in the world and having the, the 
the wherewithal and the knowing yourself to know that about yourself. <laughs> right. Right. Like you didn't want to put in the work. Right. Yeah. Sign a record label, dude. Yeah, Go ahead. Right. You're not going to get anywhere and, if you're and, not willing to do it. Yeah. To that point, 100%, take it one step farther and be smart with your money that you make from that and don't do all the dumb shit. Exactly. And that's the thing is I think so many of these people are doing that because, like you said, they are young. Mm. But who are they looking at? They're looking at all these other young dudes that are just doing that shit. Yeah. yeah. And that's why... Personally, and I know there's plenty, like J. Cole is a great example. Uh, it seems like 21 Savage is kind of like this, even though he doesn't necessarily talk about it in his songs. Yeah. But it seems like in real life he's kind of like this. But like like you said, live within your means, but follow people that are also living within yeah. their means to a certain extent, you know, because that's that's who you're taking these lessons away from. If you listen to Lil Pump, you're going to think you need 10 cars and like 10 chains and all this mm -hmm. other shit. If you listen to J. Cole, you might have a yeah. different takeaway on some of the stuff that he's got and he's yeah. 10 times more successful. Sure. Than Is that an echo chamber? <laughs> Is what? Did we just come full circle? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, like honestly, J. Cole and like Drake, even are good examples of they, they got some notoriety on their own. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But not to like the whole wave of independence that we see today with like Nipsey and Chance yeah. and stuff like that, yeah. but they got a little bit of mixtape notoriety and signed pretty quickly. Yeah. Um, like not quickly, probably in their eyes. Like they yeah. put in. A, I'm not saying that they put in right. a lot of work on their own, but Fairly in early. general, yeah, they signed to major labels yeah. and are thriving. Yeah, and I'm sure major labels have made lots of money off J Cole yeah. and Drake. Yeah. Oh, for sure. But you don't hear them being like. That's bullshit. Like you hear Drake all the time showing appreciation for like yeah. Wayne and Young Money and mm -hmm. it it's the business. He, and he, he knows would, what it is. And he, yeah. as talented as he is, if he hadn't signed, there's a very 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 small likelihood that he'd be a biggest star as he is today. Mm -hmm. Almost impossible. Yeah. So I'm I guess that's all I'm saying is yes. Independence is great and it's the number one option in my opinion. Mm -hmm. But it's not for everybody. Yeah. No. You got to be built for it. Yeah. Hey, uh, shout out to nobody, nobody epic for the ten dollars super hey, chat. Hey, nobody. He says, not sure if you already spoke on this because I never watched the live and listen later. Damn. But shouts out to Martha Ford for spending that cash. Yeah. Hey, Lions yeah, Super Bowl twenty twenty suck at Packers. <laughs> <laughs> We're basically the Detroit Patriots now. Yeah, yeah. I'm fine with that. Right. <laughs> yep. Lions making moves. That's good to see, dude. Pistons. Yep. Yo. They're, uh, you all know I was a huge skeptic yeah. on the Blake shit. And you I was tweeted too. that shit the other day that, you know, he's coming around. Yeah, and I like his attitude more than anything. Yeah. Like, he's he's a good player, but I, I, I like his attitude. And, dude, what, what are we, the sixth seed right now? It just depends yeah. on who we get, who we draw. I think, Can you that believe that Blake wanted to come to a place like Detroit and, like, play basketball? <laughs> like, it's not no. L.A. Can you fucking believe right. that? That's I crazy. thought he'd want to come like, here holy shit, fucking dude. take all the money. <laughs> God, yeah, people shit. are so stupid. Like... <laughs> Let it play out for a day. Like, I get you might not like Blake as a player, but Correct. everybody better stop their damn arguments all the time with the, like, he's not coming here. That's a small market. Maybe he's not coming here because it's a small market. He didn't market. choose to come here, though. I understand, but people were just like, he's just coming here for a year and he's going to just not give a fuck because he's Blake Griffin and he's got he's injured yeah. all the time. and. The, well, he's here and he's, he's balling, balling, and he's playing hard, he's, and he yeah. seems to like the guys he's playing yeah. with. 
at least from the outside looking in. No, that's, in that's like what we talked about with competitiveness is he very well could be like, if his contract was up at the end of this year, he could not want to stay in Detroit. Yeah. That's totally different than when I'm here, I'm going to fucking compete exactly. and ball right. and do the right thing. Exactly. You got to appreciate people. Like I think we, we assume that people aren't that way when I think actually the majority of people are that way. Yeah. Like they're going to do their best regardless of if, if they're in the best situation. Right. Yeah, you would hope. What yeah. about uh, Antonio going to the Raiders? The Raiders. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty random, I, but I think he like – he cashed out. Fits Dude, that mold kind of. He and he and Le'Veon, they've yeah. they've turned me off the last with all this shit. For sure. I was I was big fans of both of them before like this last season, and nah. they do yeah, they because to me they're both situations are pretty different. Yeah, but I, I guess they are different. I like um, Antonio. I just don't like his like diva fucking attitude personally. Right. right. Yeah. Agreed. Um, and then I mean Le'Veon similar. I just, they they come across as just like, I don't know, almost like, the, like the opposite of what we were talking about with the competitive shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like they like they don't, at least Le'Veon for sure. They're Antonio's for at least chat. out there balling, but I don't know, man. They just rub me the wrong way. I agree. I mean, you can kind of under. It's the same thing we have to talk about. You really don't need to do this, but you can kind of understand like. Le'Veon's the I'm not getting guaranteed money like I don't want what if I get injured blah blah dude what if you get injured yeah fuck who cares like See, you can get injured like John Wall walking around his house he blew his Achilles yeah and it's not like you're you're playing for free right it's not like you can talk about guaranteed money but there's a lot of guaranteed money like when you're exactly. franchise tagged yeah like you're getting paid and you've let it go on but I guess for so long I just I don't have a problem with him getting what he thinks he's worth I don't either and doing whatever he thinks he has to do to do that. I mean, I agree with you. Like, you get franchise tag, you're getting like twelve million or something like that. I, I don't know. Like Nineteen. It could be. Maybe it's per I position it's, though. Yeah, I think that's because I think that he only quarter, wanted. I think he wanted like sixteen or something like that okay. for. But. Well, but but I think it's nineteen, but it's only one year. So like, there's no long term. Whereas if he signed a contract and wanted like sixteen or whatever, he would also want like an X amount a year. Yeah. yeah. Whatever. But I think the franchise. I think it's 19, at least. That's what it was, I think, when Kirk Cousins was franchised. Because I remember that number floating around. It might be more for quarterbacks. Could be. Probably. But, yeah, I just, over overall, like, yeah, like you said, I don't have a problem with anybody wanting their money, anybody doing what they feel like they got to do. I just I just don't like. That's and, what, and, and Antonio that's what seems like, like a, he seems like a me guy in the locker room. For sure. Well, I especially mean, Antonio is one thing. I didn't like, think Le'Veon was, you know, like, Whatever, but like Antonio's was, like in there with his IG live and like yeah, he's just trying to make everything shit. like a mockery. Yeah. It seems like it's like yeah, I wouldn't want that dude in my locker room, or as even as a player, like you know, you might be a cool guy to hang out with yeah on the beach or something. But you, as far as a competitor goes, you seem like you're yeah. kind of both great players though. Yeah, I mean fire up chips. Yeah, and that's why I want like we got a state guy and a central guy. I want him. I want to right. like him. Right. But yeah, it just is what it. I mean, dude, sucks for the Steelers. Like two, yeah, possibly like the best wide receiver, best running back you yeah. had him, and it's just Bro, didn't really. They they stood their ground though. They took yeah. two shit draft picks for Antonio Brown, and they're taking that twenty one milli yep. cap hit too. Mm-hmm. They said we'll see. They said I'm really say fuck you. Yeah. Well, shit. I don't know if it's hopefully a smart the, move. Yeah, but I, was I mean, say, like, hopefully they, the pride doesn't come before the fall. Yeah. It's, in it, that case, it's, it's probably not like as far as like this year Antonio could go ball out and blah blah, and it's like it's yeah. not a good short term. But they were like, we've had enough. You yeah. know what I'm saying? 
Peace of mind is priceless. Yeah. Definitely seems like they could have got a bit more for him. <laughs> um, I forgot to say this the last couple of podcasts, but shout out, congrats to um Sam Davis. Oh yeah. Young Oscar winner. Yay. Um, for those that don't know, Sam shot our the our campaign video. That's right. He's from Potterville, Michigan. Bark. And uh out in LA doing big things. So that's I mean, that's that's huge, bro. Yeah, so congrats yeah. to Sam Davis. I got a shout out whoever suggested us eat that pizza. On. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah. Other than that, I don't. I don't really got shit. So can you get your shout out off and yeah, yeah, me yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh. Oh, I was, Sean Spinard. Sean Spinard. Sean underscore Spinard. Shout out for the uh the Good pizza look, idea. Bro. Appreciate you, man. Mm. Um. Yeah, we got new Apollo coming Friday. That with, shit's hot. Everyone, that shit's hot. Um, and four, and yeah. Hot fire. Oh, and, spec, and, and Apollo's doing the Spec 16 on Saturday. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Uh, That'd be good. Appreciate everyone tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Hey, uh, bark, bark, bark. What's that?